Brought to you by the WZIP Sports Team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And, of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Over well, I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the Steelers. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Sports Power Talk is in overtime, and we are here to discuss the sport that has a role in every single other sport whether it's rivalries feuds great characters or a mix of them all professional wrestling has a place everywhere my name is jake murren and i couldn't be happier to host this edition of spt overtime no alex henry on today's program but i'm joined by another wrestling fanatic here at wzip he is logan buchanan can't wait to talk about this card man i can't either we just previewed All Elite Wrestling a Double or Nothing a few weeks ago, and we are already back for the much-anticipated pay-per-view between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Of course, I'm talking about the two companies coming together to co-promote the first-ever Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Full disclosure, though, we are recording this episode on Monday, June 20th, while the event takes place this Sunday, June 26th. So, if there are any other matches announced on the go-home shows of Dynamite or Rampage later this week, then unfortunately we will not be covering those, but we do have a section of today's program dedicated to matches that aren't officially announced, but are likely to happen on Sunday night. Before we get right into the pay-per-view action, though, let's start by talking about some matches on this week's Dynamite in Milwaukee, and we're going to start with a match between Penta Oscuro versus Malachi Black. Of course, the winner of this goes on to face Pack Miro, and the opponent from New Japan in a four-way match for the new AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Logan, I will kick it to you first. Who do you have winning this match? Uh, this is an interesting one. Um, we saw Pack face uh, Buddy Matthews uh, last week, uh, which secured him his spot. Uh, which is why I think Malachi Black should take this one. You don't really want two members of the same faction uh, in a four-way, especially with uh, a face faction. You don't really want tension between those two. So Malachi Black's the smartest choice and my fan favorite choice. Yeah, I couldn't agree with more with you here. Uh, Malachi Black and the House of Black have beaten Penta and Death Triangle almost every time, if not every time they've had a match together, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they obviously had that great match at Double or Nothing, and House of Black won that. And it kind of took me a while to notice this, but what you said, that there's already a member of the Death Triangle in the All-Atlantic Championship match at Forbidden Door in Pack. So I expect this match to be great, but Malachi Black is the bigger star here, and I think he's going to beat Penta to kick off Dynamite potentially. And Malachi Black will join the four-way match for the new championship in AEW, we'll talk about that as we get into Forbidden Door in a little bit. But sticking with Dynamite here, let's talk about the match between Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open of the United Empire taking on the returning Orange Cassidy and Rapongi 
Vice. Orange Cassidy returned last week to confront Will Ospreay. Now we have Ozzy Open going up against a reiteration of the best friends, if I might say that. So go <laughs> ahead. Who do you have in this match? Um, This is the weirdest match, I think, um, in this entire Orange Cassidy feuding with Will Ospreay is something I never thought I'd ever see. Um, but I'm here for it. I'm here for the crazy match that's going to happen. Um, I do think Orange Cassidy and uh, Vice should take it. They really haven't... Rapanji Vice hasn't won a lot recently. They've been... I know they got uh, screwed out of the titles a few weeks ago. Um, and they really haven't gotten the upper hand on Will Ospreay since. So hopefully Orange Cassidy can come in, give him a little push on the go home. Yeah, Osprey will take on Orange Cassidy at Forbidden Door for the IWGP US Championship. My prediction, though, very similar to yours. I have Orange Cassidy and Rapongi Vice winning this one. I think Cassidy might pin Fletcher or Davis of Ozzy Open to put him over in his first official match back from injury. There's no way Will Ospreay gets pinned here. Oh, absolutely. And not. like I said, just back from injury, getting him a little bit hyped up going into the pay-per-view. And we'll talk about our prediction for the that Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay match in just a second. But sticking with Dynamite, the last match on Dynamite that we're going to preview and predict is a clunky one, in my opinion. Yeah, It's Chris Jericho and Lance Archer versus Moxley and Tanahashi, who are fighting each other at Forbidden Door for the AEW interim title. But now they're teaming up on Dynamite facing Archer and Jericho. I don't really understand it. Yeah. In my opinion, Archer doesn't really have a place in this match. Yeah. Kind of just thrown in there. I know he has past experience with New Japan, mm -hmm. but it just seems thrown together. I think it might yield a good stare down between Moxley and Tanahashi. Potentially, this is the main event. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that stare down to close Dynamite. I think that's the only positive out of this match. And that's why I'm going to go with Moxley and Tanahashi here. Maybe even Tanahashi gets the pin uh, just to put him over in front of the U.S. crowd Absolutely. and put him in, uh, put him over in front of U.S. fans. And I have Moxley and Tanahashi winning this one. Mm -hmm. What? Who do you have? Uh, yeah, I have the same Moxley and Tanahashi. Uh, I I always I I don't always like, but it is a nice uh, thing to throw in every once in a while to have your opponent's uh, team. I mean, we saw we've seen it all over the place. Um, and I actually forgot until you mentioned Archer had a history in New Japan because I was trying to think of why he was in this match. Um, but Moxley has been a New Japan U.S. champion. And when he was champion, he feuded with Archer a lot. So it's kind of a nice story brought over from New Japan um, that allows him to be in this match. Jericho doesn't really have a spot besides feuding with Moxley. It's it's a very weird match, um, but a good one, I think it should be. Uh, all of them have had history in New Japan. Um, Jericho obviously jumping ship over there. Um, so it should be a good match, hopefully. Yeah, and we've even seen that Archer and Moxley feud in AEW. I know they had that one. Uh, I think it was the Texas uh, death match yeah. that they had where Lance Archer actually won mm -hmm. and took the title off of Moxley. But I still think the ties with Jericho and Archer in this match are a little loose. And for a fan like me, and for most fans in the United States at least, I think it's more of a showcase to see what exactly Tanahashi has to offer 
before he goes on to Forbidden Door to face Moxley for that AEW interim belt. But you got to wait till the end of the show for our predictions on that. At the very open of the show, I mentioned how we're going to dedicate a little section of this program to matches that I'm assuming and I think most fans mm -hmm. are assuming to be made at Forbidden Door, whether that be a pre-show, buy-in type of thing, or maybe even making it on to the main card. So let's start with a match that I think it's going to happen based off of last week's Rampage. I have Sting and Darby Allen teaming up to face Red Dragon, which is Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, of course. Who do you have winning this match? Maybe it is on the pre-show, even though I think Sting doesn't really belong on a pre-show. But regardless, who do you have? Yeah, I have um, I have Red Dragon winning. I just I think it would be a nice win for them because of their history in New Japan. You're going to have a lot of eyes from... Uh, overseas looking on this and recognizing those two. Um, even though it is Sting's first match back, um, I do think Red Dragon need the win. They have been just taking loss after loss. Um, and I think this may segue into a feud of Red Dragon versus Bucks for the titles. Interesting. I would love to see that. But we actually have our first disagreement here. I don't think Sting is going to lose the match that he's coming back from. I don't see that happening. I could see Darby Allen taking a pinfall mm -hmm. to put over Red Dragon like you were mentioning, but I don't think Sting is going to lose. I could see the Undisputed Elite putting some shenanigans together, maybe interfering in this match, and potentially that leads to a Darby Allen pin, but ultimately I have Sting and Darby winning this regardless. And you know, Sting, he has those moments where even though a chair is hitting against his back, he doesn't really react mm. a lot of those type of moments with Sting. Even if there is that interference, I think Sting is going to be just fine. He's going to put himself over, put over Darby Allen, And maybe it's one of those matches that is shorter. And while Red Dragon loses, it doesn't really knock them down too much. Mm -hmm. And they go on to have that feud against the Young Bucks. Or at least climb the rankings of the AEW Tag Team division. But talking about titles, though. Two titles that do not have matches for Forbidden Door yet are the TBS and TNT Championship. Let's start with the TBS champion, Jade Cargill. She's been feuding with Athena, also been feuding with Chris Statlander. Mm -hmm. First off, who do you have facing up against Cargill? And then who do you have winning this match? I think the smart choice would be Statlander. Uh, they've been building her for months. I thought she was going to win the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, sadly, she didn't, but she had really good showcasing in there and now with this feud uh, i think it'd be smart to put her in this match against uh jade and i would have her win it win it just because i think cargill's title reigns kind of getting stale and boring uh these days um yeah so i think statlander sh should be in the match and should win it okay interesting stuff there i don't want to go too off topic but you mentioned the owen hart foundation tournament and we previewed that. Mm -hmm. We predicted everything with that match going into double or nothing. Were we just completely wrong that the winners were going to get title like title shots? I think we heard titles. Yeah. Um, but we must have mistaked title shots with the Owen Hart titles that they gained. I could have sworn they said for yeah. the chance of the TBS and TNT titles. Yeah. But maybe they took that away and then just gave them... A meaningless I mean it's not meaningless it's important that they won the tournament mm -hmm. but if they're not getting a yeah, shot at I, a title I actually like that um 
I didn't really pay attention to Britt Baker over the last few weeks, but I know Adam Cole's been carrying his title around, so it's not like it's just a one-off thing and then they forget about it. Like, they're actually uh, flaunting and bringing uh, notice that they, yeah, we won this, we're better than the rest of you. Um, So it's not like most other tournaments, like the Dusty Cup, um, over in WWE for NXT, they win the cup and then they really don't talk about it afterwards. Um, like even the Andre the Giant, battle yeah, the the memorial kind of seems pointless. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this way, I, at least those titles aren't pointless. Um. Yeah, I I like that they're carrying them around, but I don't know how long that should last for. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't hold much weight going towards a future shot at a different title or maybe a number one contendership match, like a buy-in to that match mm-hmm. type of deal. Uh, I thought it made sense for them to win So since they were a couple, but I know Adam Cole's nursing that injury right now, mm-hmm. so we'll even see if he gets in the ring anytime soon. I just thought we'd mention that because I thought Britt Baker and Adam Cole would fix these titles, and yeah. now they're just not even talked about at all. But the TBS championship, you have Chris Statlander, in this match against Cargill and mm-hmm. Statlander winning. Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of surprised because I expected you to say Athena because I feel like a lot of people are going to think Athena is going to get the shot because she's new in, in AW and I almost expect her to get the shot. Mm. But I'm going to give the opportunity to Statlander because I just think it's too soon for Athena. Yeah. But I do have a little bit of a fantasy booking here to really spice up the TBS championship because I think it needs it and I agree that Jade Cargill's run has become a little bit stale, mm. even though I like it compared to the TNT championship yeah, she, with she, Scorpio Sky. She has good matches. I'm not saying that she's gotten way better than she was uh, six months ago. Um, but it's kind of predictable at this point. Like, she's going to win unless a big name takes it from her, which is yeah. why I think having someone like Statlander. I read a BR reports. Um, article before double or nothing Mm -hmm. and like three out of the six analysts had anna jay over jade cargill at double or nothing yeah i couldn't believe i was like that's the easiest match to predict on the card (laughs) i think i only missed one prediction on our double or nothing yeah i had had a lot of overshots um yeah it was that trios tag team match for the titles i I thought drastic express was gonna lose there can we talk about christian turning on jungle boy i know what was that yeah did you like it i i loved it i loved it um because I'm hoping – I really want Jungle Boy to go off on his own because he's talented enough to be a single star. I love the idea. I just worry about what that would do for his tag team partner, Luchasaurus. Do you think Luchasaurus could go on his own? Because I, I really don't. like him too. No. I, I mean, I, I enjoy him. It's He's kind of nothing special in my opinion because he's a big guy that moves fast. There's a lot of those right now. Um, and I – he doesn't really – he has good mic presence, but he's not one of the better ones. Yeah, he usually um, just screams into the mic because yeah. he's a dinosaur. Yeah. You know? Um. So I could see him maybe sticking around doing some uh, gimmick matches here and there, um, being kind of a filler star, um, but I think – it's time for Jungle Boy to separate himself from that and go for higher gold, whether that be the TNT or the AW title. 
yeah, at least have a singles feud against Christian now. Oh, we absolutely. could even see that at Forbidden Door, but maybe they hold off on yeah, that. Yeah, because it bit. seemed like Jungle Boy was injured, either kayfabe or real. Yeah, kind of concerned about that. I know Tony Khan came out, which when I heard Tony Khan came out, that's when I actually thought, okay, this might actually be real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I'm excited for that. They've kind of been leading up to it for a while. I do really like Luchasaurus, though. Mm-hmm. He is that big man who moves fast, but I really like those kicks that he has. Yeah. And just the way he actually performs in the ring. So we'll see what happens with Luchasaurus. I think he might have a shot at running a solo path in AEW. But then again, his his whole character and stigma is Jungle or Jungle Boy and the Jurassic Express mm-hmm. in AEW. So we'll see what happens there. And I do have Jade Cargill beating Chris Statlander, though. So another disagreement, but I do have a bit of a fantasy booking here of what I would like to see happen. So, like I said, I see Statlander getting the opportunity because it's too soon for Athena, but I think Cargill gets it done because Athena interferes on Cargill's behalf Mm. at Forbidden Door, and Athena becomes a part of the baddies. So Athena joins Jade Cargill's group. She turns her back on Chris Statlander. And then Athena goes on, you know, maybe even beat Statlander in a couple matches, whether that be a tag match. You could you could throw uh, Athena and Cargill fighting Athena and somebody else. Maybe even like a, um, I just said her name a little bit ago, but I'm Anna J. Anna J. Anna J. Okay. Because Anna J's had that feud with Jade Cargill, so maybe make that tag match. Mm-hmm. Maybe even have Athena versus Statlander a couple times too. Yeah. Build her in the women's division. This is all about building Athena. In the women's division, and then later down the road, Athena double crosses Cargill in the future and gets her own shot to win the TBS title. Mm. So I think so. My whole plan is really around Athena becoming the TBS champion. Mm-hmm. I would love, absolutely love to see Statlander get it because I really like her and I think she can be a star. Absolutely, it's just her booking has been somewhat lackluster. Yeah, in AEW so far, but. I just think Athena is kind of the direction they're going to go in. I just hope it's not at Forbidden Door because mm-hmm. it is too soon in my in my opinion. I think Athena takes it on later after joining the baddies. You can run that storyline almost like an MJF joining the inner circle type thing. Yeah, where yeah. she joins later on double crosses. Yeah, I like I like that joining and joining and turning later on. Although I think it wouldn't be their best decision just because I feel like the women's division doesn't have a lot of faces. They have a couple tweeners and their faces you don't really care about right now. Um, or you don't see taking the title from Cargill. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to an Athena TBS title run at all. She's very talented. Yeah, and I could see that too because there are not many baby faces of worth in AEW. But, you know, any, even if it lasts for a month or two, mm-hmm. then Athena switches back to baby face. And I feel like that baby face move would even feel more significant mm-hmm. at that. And I did just realize too, before we get into the actual Forbidden Door predictions, I did not have a AEW tag team title match here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, I the feel Bucks. like they got to be defended. I don't, door. Yeah, I don't know where the Bucks would fit in because yeah. the only people that they were feuding with was 
jungle it well, was the Hardys, but Jeff. Uh, yeah, I think they were. They were probably going to do that. I think they were planning on giving the titles to um, Jeff and Matt Hardy, and then they had to switch gears. Yeah, but yeah, that whole situation is a mess. Hopefully, Jeff Hardy gets the help he needs. Yeah, and yeah, we'll see what happens with the AW Tag Team Titles. I would assume they would be defended at Forbidden Door, but at the same time, I don't want to see yeah. another like one week feud. Yeah, potentially have the Young Bucks in a match on Dynamite, and then have a random well, New Japan tag team come in and attack them and set yeah. something up that way. I wouldn't mind that. Maybe we go back a little bit. Maybe they get added to the Sting, Darby Allen, and Red Dragon match. That that could make sense, maybe. Do a three-way tag. Yeah. That's, but then them and Red Dragon being part of the Undisputed Elite. That's where you could you put know? some tension in because they had that three-way with Jungle Express a few months back. Maybe yeah. that's the start of their feud. That's the only place I can see them fitting in this card without a one-week feud. I could see that happening, and I actually like that idea because you would already be introducing that element of Red Dragon and Young Bucks somewhat splitting, and mm. if it's for those tag team titles, you'd have to imagine that Fish and O'Reilly would do anything possible, Absolutely. even if that is double-crossing the Young Bucks and maybe breaking the Undisputed Elite. So we'll see what happens, but it's time for us to get into the actual Forbidden Door predictions. Actually, no. I didn't talk about the TNT we Championship. Got one more. Yeah, one more. My bad. TNT Championship. Scorpio Sky, if healthy. I know he's dealing with an injury right now, too. There's so many injuries in professional wrestling right now. Scorpio Sky, if he's healthy, he's got to face Wardlow, right? Mm-hmm. Wardlow's the guy. He's been talking about the TNT Championship, not only on TV, but on social media as well. Who do you think wins this match? I can't pick anyone else besides Wardlow. With right. how he's been built, he just beat 20 men like it was nothing. Beautiful. Uh, amazing. Spectacular. He he has so many fans behind him that if he were to lose this match, unless it was a screwy finish, if he were to lose this match, it would be a, such a detriment to him as a star. Because uh, I think... You put this title on him, and you have him do a Miro run where he runs rampant on everyone. Yeah. Just destroy Absolute destruction. I love it. I couldn't agree more. And honestly, I don't really have much to add. If Wardlow dominated MJF at double or nothing, which he did, mm-hmm. he should do the same to Scorpio Sky here at Forbidden Door. And if Sky is injured and needs more time off after this match... It makes perfect sense to get him in that match, get him right out, yeah. have Wardlow be crowned the new TNT championship. And if Wardlow by any means loses this match, you're absolutely right. It diminishes Wardlow as a star mm-hmm. in AW, but it also diminishes the TNT championship. I mean, this thing has to be fixed. Uh, thank goodness um, Sammy Guevara can't challenge Ward anymore, yeah. even though he's my favorite wrestler in AW. Um, Wardlow. He's got to go in there, fix it. And I would love like a Miro-esque run mm-hmm. to the TNT title. It would make perfect perfect sense. And Wardlow, he's being pushed. He's kind of has that, that Goldberg entrance now, showing him in the back, walking mm-hmm. up. Absolutely love what Wardlow's doing. And he's going to be a future star for many years to come Absolutely. in all the wrestling. So now we can get into <laughs> the main card, the confirmed matches of Forbidden Door. And let's start with 
the match that I'm probably looking least forward to. Wow. Um, I don't know how you feel about this match, but it's Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Minoru Suzuki taking on a team of Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I got that last name right. If I mispronounce any New Japan names, I'm sorry. They're a bit new to me, and I hope you can fill in some of the blanks there. But who do you have winning this first match um, of our predictions? I think it's 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 weird to have Yuta in this match instead of Ortiz, in my opinion. Because Ortiz just had that match with Jericho, hair versus hair, um, where we saw Sammy come back and join the JAS. Um, yeah, it's 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 definitely a strange combination of stars, in my opinion, but I do think it'll work out for the best. Um, I can't wait to see Suzuki and Eddie Kingston absolutely beat the tar out of each other. They're two hard-hitting stars. I do think the edge should go to Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota, just because Eddie Kingston's about to go into um, blood and guts. And he hasn't really gotten a win recently. Jericho and the JS have kind of been dominating this feud so far. Do you think they're going to have Wild Thing or Jericho's <laughs> entrance play the entire time? I hope so. I hope, I hope we like, heard Judas Did you like that time. double or nothing? I think it ended at the perfect time. Because at first I thought it was great. Because it, it was kind of like a movie scene where the epic music's playing while chaos is happening. Um, but if it would have played through the whole match, I definitely would have gotten sick of it. Man. Um. I couldn't stand it. I could not stand. It. For me, when the when the music ends, the match starts, mm-hmm. and I was like c- confused, almost as if like, is there a problem in the studio? <laughs> like, why is it turned? The off? sound guy is bored. Just started malfunctioning. Right? Maybe he took a nap. Who knows what's going on? <laughs> like, I was very very confused. I didn't love it. I didn't really love the match itself. Really? Anarchy in the arena? No. And five star? Not five. <laughs> and Danielson got. What did he get submitted he got, or he got pinned? the pin? Yeah. yeah, that was ridiculous. He didn't get submitted. Thank oh, thank the Lord he didn't get submitted, but he did get pinned. Um, right, and that's you can't pin Daniels. Yeah, I don't. I did have the JAS winning that match. I believe no, Alex had the JAS winning too. Yes, but you had the Blackpool Combat Club. Blackpool. But no, I I agree with your breakdown, but I don't agree with your pick here. Oh, of course. Um, the other team: Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Umino. I don't understand that team at all. Mm-hmm. Like, fine, you throw a New Japan star in there. That makes sense. But Kingston and Yuta, I don't really understand. Yeah. And this whole pairing of Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful with the Blackpool Combat Club has never really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Jericho Appreciation Society, while you can critique the name itself or their run so far... At least I understand, okay, these guys are in a faction. Yeah. Like, and I, and I understand that. It's really easy. They're all in the ring. They're yeah. all dressed similarly. They're a faction. Whereas this other club and crew just doesn't really make sense Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. In this match, though, I do have Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki winning. And like I said, just that other match doesn't make sense. And just like the Anarchy in the Arena match at Double or Nothing. This match is going to go to Chris Jericho and the JAS in order to build their credibility as a faction. I think it's already there to an extent, Mm -hmm. but I think it could use just a little bit more before they go into Blood and Guts. I think they need to work on 2.0. 
as a tag team. They need to get yeah. them more light. They haven't Be- wrestled since the JS. I don't exactly. think. I think Garcia has himself, but like even the other two guys haven't done anything. I think Garcia, yeah. But the, the problem is, is beside because you obviously Jericho, Hager, and Sammy are stars. Like they've been built as stars. Um, Garcia, you throw in, he's been kind of getting built up, having good matches with people, but 2.0 haven't been given the chance to shine against someone like the Young Bucks, Red Dragon, uh, big tag team names. Mm-hmm. And plus, I'll add another point too. I think they need to ease Sammy Guevara back into a faction with Chris Jericho. Honestly, I liked the move. Uh, at that point, it seemed like, what do you do with mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara? After not being able to challenge for the TNT title anymore, does that does that mean Tyconti appreciates Jericho too? Is she part <laughs> of the JAS? Or I think he introduced her as a part of the JAS. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I think he said the two new members, <laughs> Tyconti and Sammy Guevara. That's um, funny. But no, I like the move, and I think they only did it because Wheeler Yuta is that extra man mm-hmm. in like the Blood and Guts. So I see them adding Guevara and Yuta to Blood and Guts and running with that six v six. Yeah, we'll see what happens though. I just think the JAS is going to win this match before they finally lose to the team of Eddie Kingston, Proud and Powerful, and the Blackpool Combat Club at Blood and Guts next week on Dynamite. We'll even see if uh, Brian Danielson is in that match. I know he's laboring an injury yeah. as well, so maybe Sammy Guevara doesn't participate. Wheeler Yuta goes in instead of Danielson, but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there. Another disagreement. I like this. Yeah, this is weird. Double Not or sure nothing, we're we are going. mostly the same. But it's a little here and there differences, mm-hmm. a lot of differences so far at the Forbidden Door. Let's talk about some IWGP championships. Of course, the championships held in New Japan. And we're going to start with the U.S. championship between Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy. We talked about their match upcoming on Dynamite. We both had Orange Cassidy and Rapongi Vice picking up that win this Wednesday. Who do you have picking up the win on Sunday? Um, I, I think it's pretty predictable that Will Ospreay will win just because I don't see Orange Cassidy. I don't, Orange Cassidy is one of those guys who don't need a title to remain the star he is. Um, especially it being a, I, uh, New Japan title. I don't see Orange Cassidy winning this match, although I do think it'll be a fun, um, little bit flippy match, a little crazy, uh, while also being a technical match with the two. Yeah, so we both agreed again that Orange Cassidy is going to gain steam in this week's Dynamite match, but there's no way he is defeating one of the most talented wrestlers in the world in Will Ospreay. I don't know as much as many other people do Mm -hmm. about Will Ospreay, other than what he's done on Dynamite here of late, and I've been super impressed with him. I could see some interference from like the United Empire in this match just to protect Orange Cassidy even more, especially the team of Aussie Open because mm-hmm. some other United Empire people are actually fighting at Forbidden Door. So Aussie Open, I could easily see them getting involved and guaranteeing the win and title defense for Osprey. Moving on, though, keep on going with the IWGP titles this time, the World Tag Team titles and the ROH World Tag Team titles being defended in a winner-takes-all triple threat match with FTR, taking on Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn, taking on Rapongi Vice. Of course, that's Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. Personally, I think there's only one choice here, but who do you have? Um, 
I think it should be a rule in wrestling that there should always be a belt on FTR. They are the best tag team I love in the world. And give them every tag team. I want them to hold every tag team belt. Every promotion. Just give them your belt. Do you like a Kenny Omega cleaner and yes. collector run? Yes. They've just... FTR is so talented, but they also... Not just in the ring talented, like moves, but they can tell a story. Um, their hot tags are amazing. Dax has showcased that he can be a single star, but still wrestles tag team style. Um, and Cash Wheeler also uh, fantastic at what they do. Um, I'm interested to see them win the IWGP tag team titles and see if they will go over to New Japan uh, and wrestle a little bit over there. Yeah, absolutely. So not much to add here as well. Even though they aren't the champions in AEW, FTR, I agree, has been the best tag team in this promotion for months, even over Jurassic Express and their lackluster run, in my opinion. Mm. I think Jeff Cobb and Great Khan, while I don't know much about them, they have size, and I think that's going to be on display at Forbidden Door. You know, their size, power, and strength. Sure, they're going to be factors, but I have FTR winning and taking the ROH and IWGP World Tag Team titles home. And verbatim, literally written in my notes, I have... Potentially, they try to collect belts like a former champion once did in AEW by challenging the Young Bucks for the AEW titles. So, yeah, I can see completely that. in agreement with you. I think they can go on a collecting run, just trying to get all the tag team titles in all major promotions. Last IWGP match, though, that we got to cover, it's the World Heavyweight Championship. Jay White is taking on somebody. That's all we know, really. He said it wasn't going to be Hangman Page, even though I would have loved to see that match. It's not going to be Adam Cole either. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's kind of up in the air. Jay White said he will be at Forbidden Door. So this could have fit into our assumed match category, but I'm pretty sure the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship will be defended by Jay White at Forbidden Door. I need a opponent and a winner from you. All right. Well, I will give you... Two opponents, because I think he will be facing both Adam Cole and Adam Page. Um, Having those two not be on the card is kind of a detriment. I mean, they're two of your most talented. Having Page not on the card absolutely is a detriment. Um, But Cole as well. Uh, Also, the three of them can tell a fantastic story in the ring. Um, And this brings me to my fantasy booking of what I think should happen. I think Adam Cole should hit the boom on Adam Page. Adam Page gets laid out, and Jay White comes in. Switchblade, Adam Cole gets thrown outside, and he pins Adam Page to win the match. So Page takes the boom and gets pinned afterwards. So it protects Adam Cole because he he can go on Dynamite and say, I won that match. I'm the one who knocked him out, and I would have gotten the pin. Um, and it also sends Page back down his downward spiral that we saw on his way back uh, to the AEW title, which I think is the best place for Hangman to be after losing the AEW title, is to then get on that road to redemption. All right, interesting. I think that could happen, and it's probably likely to happen, but my opponent, you said it would be a disaster if, Hangman Page and Adam Cole wasn't on this card. I think it would be a disaster if this guy wasn't on this card from North 
Carolina. I'm not going to try <laughs> and imitate Justin Roberts because Justin Roberts is a one of a kind. But from North Carolina, Kenny Omega is back the, the at Forbidden Door. He's got to be on this card. If it's not wrestling, he's got to show up somewhere. Mm-hmm. This man has to be at Forbidden Door. And how I see this happening, Jay White potentially shows up this week. Even if he doesn't, they can just announce, hey, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship open challenge mm-hmm. at Forbidden Door. Anyone besides the Adams. <laughs> yeah, just do an open challenge, and maybe Adam Cole comes out. It mm-hmm. would be hysterical. Adam Cole comes out full gear, walking down the ramp, boom, Kenny Omega's music hits. Mm-hmm. Walks out, shoves Adam Cole to the side. Kenny Omega goes out there to get the open challenge. That would probably be my fantasy That would be a right big there. pop. Because be Adam huge. Cole would be hysterical yeah. in that put-over role. But no, Kenny Omega needs to be on this card and if I'm looking at this card, there's one open spot. It's for that IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Mm. I know Jay White and Kenny Omega have history as well. I can't really speak to that too much, but I believe they've had a couple matches and some feuds. Yeah. If I'm not um, mistaken. Jay White. Well, okay, so before AEW, uh, Kenny Omega was the leader of Bullet Club. And he tried his hardest to recruit Jay White to Bullet Club. Um but he wouldn't bite. Jay White uh, accepted in quotations and then turned on Kenny. Um, but then would l- later, uh, he would face Kenny a couple times. Kenny would go to AEW uh, with the Bucks and with Cody. Um, and then Jay White with, uh, his name escapes me, but with his manager, uh, took over Bullet Club and is now leading them. Okay. Uh, so they do have history there. Yeah, I would love to see them reenact that history at Forbidden Door in front of a United States crowd in Chicago. And Omega comes back to have the match of the night. I think this would be match of the night if it's Jay White taking on Kenny Omega for this World Heavyweight Championship. And my prediction, Omega returns practically how he left with his injuries, which was as a champion. Mm. I think Omega picks up the win against Jay White, even though I know Jay White is up there in terms of New Japan mm-hmm. and really just wrestling in general of how talented he is. But I think Kenny Omega needs a belt around his waist, kind of like FTR. Yeah, he uh, should always that. have a belt. Kenny Omega should always have at least one belt. Uh, we'll see how he comes back. Does he come back with Don Callis? Mm. Is he still cool with Young Bucks? The possibilities are completely endless, and I would love what this would do not only with the White Omega feud continuing, but also the implications of the Bullet Club, Undisputed Elite, and all yeah. that. So, absolutely love that Kenny Omega needs to come back, taking on Jay White. I have Omega winning. Yeah, I think that would be amazing. Um, absolutely match of the night, because yeah. those two can steal the show um, with any opponent, but with each other, it's magic. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd love to see it. And now, we have a match that we not only have to talk about yeah. and predict, but... Also, we're going to talk about the title itself. So the AEW All-Atlantic Championship being introduced into AEW. The match is going to be Pac versus Miro versus Malachi Black slash Penta Oscuro. Whoever wins that match on Dynamite, we both have Malachi Black versus a New Japan pro wrestler. And let me get this off so we mention the names and we can have a good understanding mm-hmm. of who that New Japan wrestler might be. So it's going to be the winner of two matches facing off against each other. The winner of that match goes on to Forbidden Door. So the winner of 
and I'm going to mispronounce probably all those all those names, so I apologize in advance. It's going to be the winner of Tomohiro Ishii taking on Yoshinibo. No, I totally messed that one up. I apologize. Yoshinobu Kanmaru. So they're going to face off, and they're going to take on the winner of a match between Tomo, Tomoakai Hanma and Clark Connors. Again, I do apologize. Yeah. With the winners of those matches wrestling on Tuesday, tomorrow night, winner of that match goes on to Forbidden Door. So Wednesday night Dynamite, we will know who that New Japan pro wrestler actually is. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have anything for me on that. I've read that Ishii is the favorite in that or potentially Connors because he does have that United States root. Yeah, Ishii... It's Ishii. It's Ishii? So, it's, oh, man. All of it's so... I messed up everywhere. It's so difficult. Ishii. Yeah, Ishii would be the smartest choice. He is um, the best representative out of those four from New Japan. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Hanma or Clark Connors. Not They don't really... I don't. They're not my taste. Um, so I think Ishii would be the best choice to bring over um, and join the way for this title yeah i've seen things like that as well but before we get into the prediction of the match itself how do we feel about the introduction of another singles men's title in the all atlantic all atlantic championship i'll go to you first what do you think i'm not sure how to feel about it because i don't i don't know how they're going to use this because so far in the tournament it's only been unless i'm mistaken it's only been foreign non-american yeah, uh, wrestlers. I think that's, that's like the point of the title. I would hope so. I, you know, like um, the Intercontinental Title over in WWE, you don't have to be from another continent to win it. Um, but with this one, if it's if it's a belt for uh people from the UK, from uh, Australia, from Japan, uh, from Mexico, it would be amazing because it gives a gimmick to that title. So that way it doesn't get stale. Um, I also, I love it. I'm such a sucker for tournaments, I think, um, which I'll get into the G1 Climax a little bit later, which is a New Japan tournament. Uh, but I think it's it's okay for what it is, so long as they don't TNT title it. Right. It, is that bad to, to no, say, it, TNT it's, title it? It's totally fine. I think they are going to correct the TNT title with Wardlow. Mm. So hopefully that phrase kind of just gets buried <laughs> along the way. But I kind of have the same opinion as you. At first, when they brought about a new championship, I thought it was going to be trios titles. Yeah, absolutely. And we've talked about that, especially at our Double or Nothing preview. And I'm not the biggest fan of trios titles. But then I found out it was a singles men's title. And I even hated it more. Mm. Because really, the only one reason... It's because I thought it would diminish the TNT title. Mm -hmm. If we're having the AEW World Champion, the TNT title, where does this All-Atlantic Championship fit into that mix? Yeah. Because if the All-Atlantic Championship is like the B title, so AEW men's title is the A title, right? Mm -hmm. If All-Atlantic is a B title, then is what the TNT title a C title? Yeah. And at that point, then what's what's the point mm -hmm. of having a TNT champion at that point? Yeah. But my – yeah, go ahead. My opinion for the TNT title, the best way to fix it is to have it get defended every single week on TNT. 
Make it is, like an open challenge on it, Rampage. Absolutely. It's why it should be the TNT. I think it should be like um, in WCW, in ECW, they had the television title, which got defended every week on television. I think that's what they should do for the TNT. And who who better than Wardlow to do that? Because you could have squash matches or and then every once in a while have a like four-star banger with someone. And Wardlow's your best contender to do that. And that's a way to differentiate the TNT title and the all- Atlantic title yeah I don't so I like the idea I initially don't like the idea but with the All-Atlantic Championship we're kind of forcing your hand here Mm -hmm. so I do think that's probably the best way to go about things even the TBS Championship maybe moving that to being defended every week on TBS that Mm -hmm. way those two belts the network belts yeah. are being defended that's every week on those networks. Do. That's what I thought they were going to do when they introduced well, those titles. Yeah, and it started that way with Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. being the first TNT champ. So, yeah, and I going back to the All-Atlantic Championship, though, hopefully it remains only available to people born overseas. Absolutely. I think that's really important. I don't want to see any random, you know, like Darby Allin or Jungle Boy mm-hmm. competing for the All-Atlantic Champion. I am somewhat concerned because I don't necessarily know all the nationalities of the AEW roster. Mm-hmm. I'm slightly concerned about the contenders and how many people would be able to challenge for the Atlantic Championship mm-hmm. over time without it becoming stale. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about it. And like looking at WWE, they have a, a ton of singles belts. With the WWE Championship, the Mm -hmm. Universal Championship, the Intercontinental and U.S. Championship, all those are singles belts. Mm -hmm. So, AEW introducing their third, I still do have some concerns that will hurt the TNT belt, but I have warmed up to it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think the gimmick behind it, being that it's all Atlantic, that it's all four men are going to be from overseas... I love that, and I mm-hmm. hope it remains that way. Let's get into the match itself, though. Who do you have winning this four-way? I This was the hardest match for me to predict. Really? It com- I can see three people winning it. Wow. And that's the three people that are actually in the match. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, but yeah. I gave it my best shot, but who do you have? Yeah, it's. it's I don't think Ishii will win. Um, I don't see him winning at all. Uh I also don't see Pac winning, personally. I don't see Pac winning. So, for me, it's between Miro and Malachi Black. Um, but, I mean, you know me. I'm wearing a House of Black shirt right now. Uh, so, I have to rep my boys. Uh, they have they lost. Um, Buddy Matthews lost to Pac. So, hopefully, Malachi Black can bring something home to the house. Uh, a little trophy to say, yeah, we're legit. Take us seriously. Interesting. So, I said the three people that are confirmed that I'm kind of up in the air with those. Whoever that New Japan wrestler is, um, you said it was probably going to be Ishii. Mm-hmm. I could even see him winning it too, just because, and I'm not going to spoil my future picks, but when it comes to New Japan wrestlers here, I don't have most of them doing well, mm-hmm. especially in championship matches. And, you know, NJPW and AW are collaborating for this pay-per-view, there's no way AEW is going to get put over every single time. Mm-hmm. So why not All-Atlantic Championship, the first one being from New Japan? I could even see them run with that. With Pac, people 
like on Twitter and everybody, we recognize the talent that is Pat. Oh, absolutely. And him being a champion, the first All Atlantic champion, gives me goosebumps. I would love that too. Miro, I think Miro is like the consensus pick here. Miro obviously coming back from injury mm-hmm. and just being the brute force that he is. I love his promos with him having that god and like wanting to oh over- the redeemer. Yeah, being the yeah the redeemer exactly. Absolutely love what Miro's doing. But I am agreeing with you here. I think it's time to give a title to the House of Black. And while Brody King and Buddy Matthews could become tag champs in the future, I have warmed up to Malachi Black winning the All-Atlantic Championship here and really just having Brody King and Buddy Matthews even like present it to him in the mm-hmm. house. That could be cool. Where is uh, Malachi Black from? Uh, Do you know? He's from. Uh, they have he's it in Dutch. The poster. He's Dutch. Okay. Because uh, he's uh, the Dutch destroyer. Uh, I believe the Netherlands. Okay. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, I could see. Like I said, I could see Miro or Pack winning. Maybe even Ishii if he is the wrestler representing New Japan. But I I would prefer Pack if I were to choose. I would book Pack becoming the All Atlantic Champion. But. I see Tony Khan pushing the House of Black here mm-hmm. by giving Malachi Black the pin over potentially whoever comes from New Japan. Yeah. I don't know. Whoever receives the pinfall, that's going to be a controversy too. Uh, as long as no, it's not Miro. Yeah. Right. Uh, absolutely. Um, but if you pin pack, people are going to get mad. If you have Malachi take the pin, people are going to get mad. If you have yeah. Ishii, people are going to get mad. Like, there's no good pick. Yeah, if there really isn't. One thing I could guarantee in this match, Miro's not getting pinned. No, I don't That's think it. so. Just because he just came back. and Yeah. Um, I think Malachi Black's going to win. Potentially, it's really up in the air. But I can guarantee you, Miro is not going to get pinned. <laughs> and you can play this back on Sunday night, Monday With morning. With the video of Miro getting pinned. Right. <laughs> oh, man. I would look like such a fool. Such a fool. But, yeah, both have Malachi Black. That's interesting. I thought you were going to say Miro just because I think the consensus opinion is Miro, but we'll see what happens with the House of Black at Forbidden Door. Let's keep it rolling, though, with some AEW titles. Let's talk about the Women's Championship. Thunder Rosa taking on Tony Storm. Who do you have and why? Uh, I have Tony winning. Um, Thunder Rosa was never really my... My her matches were never really my cup of tea. Uh, she had a good match with Serena Deeb. It's just the fans weren't behind her. Um, the stuff she did with Britt was decent. Uh, but ever since every other match since those two, it's kind of like they're watchable but not interesting to me. Um, and I think that's a real problem in the women's division is there's not a whole lot of interest being put towards these matches and these women. Uh, so I think Tony Storm should take this. Uh, maybe get some more feuds with Britt Baker. Although I know uh, people want Britt to stay away from a title. I don't see why. I think Britt should be in the title picture at all times because she is that talent. Um, maybe have Athena jump up. Maybe have Jade Cargill uh, bump up after losing to Chris Statlander. <laughs> I'd love to see it. I want Statlander as a champion, mm-hmm. and... Cargill would still boast that great record, even though it has a loss on it Mm -hmm. in a potential AW Women's Championship reign. And I pretty much agree with you, except for the prediction. Again, so Thunder Rosa, she's defended her belt against Nyla Rose and Serena Deeb. 
and lackluster feuds on big cards, in my opinion, and with Storm's most recent win over the former, and in my opinion, the best women's champion this company has ever had in Dr. Britt Baker DMD, she should be primed to win the belt, so I can see why you and maybe some others have Tony Storm winning, and I want Tony Storm to win. Mm -hmm. I really do want her to win because I agree, Thunder Rosa, I enjoy some of her matches, but I just don't think this title reign has really come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And they've built Tony Storm so nicely. I think this gives Thunder Rosa's title reign more uh, more credible and just has some more validity behind it as well. Thunder Rosa, that Serena Deeb and Nyla Rose match, whatever. You can throw mm -hmm. those away. I like the Serena Deeb feud. Didn't go over for the crowd at all. Mm -hmm. This feud is actually kind of booked nicely, at least on Tony Storm's end. So I could see why Tony Storm would win. But Thunder Rosa, I see her reign continuing on Sunday night at Forbidden Door. And hopefully they get a much better uh, feud for, for Thunder Rosa going forward with a longer, potentially even like more dragged out storyline mm -hmm. for the AEW Women's Championship. Thunder Rosa, though, I unfortunately have her beating Tony Storm, even though I would love Tony Storm to win and go on her own title reign. Mm. So another disagreement. Hate to see it. Are we going to see another disagreement oh, maybe, in maybe. the main events? Of course, it's the AEW Interim World Championship, the match between John Moxley and Hitoshi Tanahashi. But before we get into predictions, we talked about the All-Atlantic Championship. Let's talk about the Interim World Championship. How do you feel about the Interim title being introduced? Um, so an inter interim title isn't a bad thing in theory. Um, although with this, with not knowing when Punk's timeline of when he'll be back is, I do think they should have just stripped him of the title and then had it just whoever wins is the AW champion. Um, because having an interim champion kind of messes with like data, like is this reign going to be legit or is it not because he's not the actual champion yet? Um, we kind of saw that with Sammy and Cody's interim title. Um, so it's not a bad thing, but I would have liked them just to strip the title off of Punk um, and put it up for grabs. Right. So I actually completely disagree with you here. I am a fan of the interim title. And I prefer it much more to stripping CM Punk of the title. Plus, when Punk comes back, it's going to make the unification match that much more exciting with, hey, CM Punk returning AW champion versus whoever the interim mm -hmm. champion at that time might be. It's going to feel like a huge deal. And I'm a UFC fan as well. And I see interim titles all the time from mm -hmm. that promotion. So it truly doesn't bother me. And... Depending on who wins, I'll get to it in a little bit, but I could see the winner of this match potentially even like throwing down the title and being like, yeah, I'm not the AW champion. CM Punk is. I want that guy. And depending on his, his reign, mm -hmm. you know, it, it depends on how long CM Punk is out for. Yeah. But maybe that, the winner doesn't really view themselves as AW champion because it is that interim belt. Yeah, so you can even play that off. That's why I loved, because I was when uh, the Dynamite after when or that Dynamite after Punk uh, won the title, giving up oh, gotcha. uh, the title when we had that Battle Royal. I was sitting there, and I was like, 
why is Wardlow not in this? One of the biggest guys to come out of Double or Nothing and him saying that he wanted Punk. He wanted to be the champion. Exactly. It was so smart. That yeah. was so smart, in my opinion, um, because it protects Wardlow from just feeling empty and downgrading himself to the TNT title, but it made sense with him as a character. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more with you there. That battle royal really kind of was lackluster for mm. me. I didn't really love it. But we have John Moxley in this match representing AW from New Japan. We have Hitoshi, Tanahashi. Tanahashi, I don't know much about him. I'm really excited to see him compete this Wednesday on Dynamite. But I do know that he holds the record for the most IWGP heavyweight championship reigns at 8. And he is known as the ace of New Japan. Who do you have winning this match? Um, so I first want to talk about Tanahashi because you said all those accomplishments and it may not register with people how good he actually is because before Omega and Okada put on six star, seven star matches, the man you went to, to have that kind of caliber match was Tanahashi. You could put him with Nakamura with styles or someone, uh, smaller like Kenny Omega on the, on the come up. When he was in the junior heavyweights, Tanahashi just puts on great matches, great stories. Uh, he is the ace. Um, and interestingly enough, I was looking at it mid conversation. There's a tournament called the G1 Climax uh, that happens over the summer. It's a round robin tournament where everyone faces everyone. Whoever has the best uh, scores faces each other uh, to decide who will go on to, I believe, either Wrestle Kingdom or another pay per view over in New Japan to fight for the main title, the IWGP heavyweight title. And funny enough, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi is in the G1 Climax. So I was wondering, what if John Moxley wins this match, Tanahashi goes back over to New Japan, defeated. He went over to the U.S. to bring this title to New Japan, was defeated, and that's his story throughout the G1 Climax to redeem himself, to go after the IWGP title one more time, get that ninth title reign, and win it or not, it'll be a great story of redemption. Right, I think that storyline makes more sense than him taking the AW title over and then competing in that tournament. Mm -hmm. So, I agreed. So, do you have Moxley winning then? I do Is have Moxley means? winning okay. as the interim world championship. Whether that means he is now a two-time AEW champion or not, um, I think he's the best bet to carry the belt. Yeah, I hope they don't promote it like that. I hope they don't say he's a two-time mm. uh, AEW champion. I don't see like that's a problem I would have. Mm. I like the interim belt, but don't call him the undisputed AEW champion. Yeah, because he's not. That's CM Punk right now. Exactly. So, I actually completely agree with you. I don't think they can make a New Japan star the AEW interim champion. I think New Japan is going to have a great showing at Forbidden Door because they have to, mm -hmm. because they're co-promoting this with AEW. And that's why I could see a New Japan guy winning that All-Atlantic Championship. I almost want to change my, my prediction yeah. on that, but I won't. I won't. I'll keep it Malachi Black. But for the AEW Interim World Championship, I think it's got to go to Moxley. And really, Moxley, he's a great pick to hold the interim title. Mm -hmm. The While CM Punk is injured, and I think you could have a solid title reign as the interim champ and even have some solid title defenses 
against some great talent. Of course, it depends on how long CM Punk is out for. Mm-hmm. But I think he's going to be out long enough to where John Moxley would be forced to have some title defenses of that interim belt. Absolutely. And I expect this dream match between Moxley and Tanahashi to be up there in terms of match of the night, but I ultimately have Wild Thing winning the AW interim while, belt. While the song is playing the whole time? I hope <laughs> not. I really hope not. You did mention a name there, though, when you were talking about Tanahashi, Okada. Mm-hmm. I personally don't know much about him. I on, The only thing I know about him is his legacy, Yeah, which is in high esteem. It's very important. Do you think he makes a showing at Forbidden Door? So I was actually uh, confused when you didn't mention him earlier. If your prediction is right and we get Kenny Omega uh, coming out, I think Okada then coming out and teasing um, that match either at the next AEW pay-per-view or the next uh, New Japan pay-per-view is the smartest decision. Okada Omega? Having Okada Omega because even though they've fought – a lot. Uh, technically, Okada still has the up on Omega. He's beaten Omega, I believe, three to one. So, okay. um, having Okada come out and be like, "No, you're not our champion. You went off to America with your buddies. I'm the champion," and face Omega would be the best bet. Because um, I don't see him coming out uh, to Tanahashi or Moxley. Right. Um, so I think that would be the best fit is if Omega were to come back. Yes. I'm I'm seeing it right now. Forbidden Door, Sunday night. Kenny Omega pushes Adam Cole off to the side as he walks down the ramp to face Jay White for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. And it makes sense that Omega would win for Okada to come out and have that standoff. Mm-hmm. That might be the biggest moment on this card. Absolutely. It, it would be. It would break. It would Interim break. title aside, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that would put New Japan on the map in terms of the Forbidden Door pay-per-view right yeah. there. Because the biggest storyline going out of the pay-per-view would be their World Heavyweight Championship and not the AEW Interim Champ. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would absolutely love that. Before we sign off, though, let's run through our predictions. I'll go first, and we'll just do the Forbidden Door predictions here. I have Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki beating the clunky team of Kingston, Yuta, and Umino. Talking about the IWGP championships, I have Will Ospreay beating Orange Cassidy. I have FTR beating Jeff Cobb and Great Khan and Rapongi Vice and taking the IWGP World Tag Team titles and the ROH Tag Team titles home in their pockets. The World Heavyweight Championship, I just mentioned it. Kenny Omega making his return on the biggest stage in Chicago, winning that belt and potentially setting up that Okada feud in the future. I'd love to see that. AEW All-Atlantic Championship, regardless of your feelings about the belt, it's going to be a great match. And I could see anybody winning it, which makes it even a better match. I have Malachi Black winning it, though. Last two matches here, Thunder Rosa defending her championship against Tony Storm. Interim belt, I have that going to John Moxley in a great match, but the wild thing prevails. Logan, go through your picks. All right, so I actually have Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Umino defeating Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Suzuki uh, for the U.S. Uh, championship. I have Will Ospreay defeating Orange Cassidy uh, 
for the tag titles, uh, both IWGP and ROH, I have FTR beating Jeff Cobb, Great O'Conn, um, and Rapunji Vice. For the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, I actually have Jay White winning against Cole and Adam Page, with Adam Page uh, going back down his redemption path and Cole having something to brag about while uh, kneeing Page in the back of the head. For the All-Atlantic Championship, all championships must come to the house at some point so I can get my belts, all members holding a belt. Um, for the next match, uh, Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. I have Tony Storm winning and Thunder Rosa's reign and try and fix her down the line. And with the AW Interim World Championship, give it to John Moxley, the wild thing, and let Tanahashi go on his redemption path through the G1 Climax. All right, sounds good. That will do it for this podcast. I hope you all enjoyed the preview and predictions show for AEW and NJPW's pay-per-view in Chicago for the first ever edition of Forbidden Door. AEW's on fire, and I can't wait for future events and future podcasts because this is a lot of fun, and I hope you're all enjoying it. Once again, as your host, my name is Jake Murren. I was joined today by Logan Buchanan. Enjoy AEW and New Japan's Forbidden Door, everyone.